All right, welcome back to another episode of Love of the Links Golf Radio, brought to you by Little Linksters. We've got Jordan Lashoons here today. What's going on, everybody? And we're going to welcome a newbie that will be a regular, I'm hoping, Mr. Gary Attilio. Hello, everyone. Sorry to be part of this. (laughs) Um, Last week, we recorded a show, but unfortunately, the file got corrupted. Um, So we're... We're going to go through kind of the topics that we spitballed last week, um, and we'd also like to announce that it, it, hopefully at some point, we may have to work, wait until after the first of the year to do the daily show uh, versus a weekly show, but we want to uh, definitely move in that direction to a daily show. Uh, I will say before we get going in the discussion that one of the things that we're going to be looking for going forward uh, is a show sponsor or sponsors. Um, and especially if we're going to look to do a daily thing, uh, this could be a great opportunity as our base grows and our listeners grow uh, for a company or organization or individual to jump in and sponsor if you like what you're hearing. So, uh, and, the, and the good go thing ahead. is our prices are cheap. Yeah. For any sponsors that want to be part of the podcast and get their name and their products and be associated with a growing uh, segment within the golf world. Yeah, we're not greedy over here at Little Inkster. <laughs> <laughs> we're just happy. So, so the, the first show, for those of you that caught it, the, all 18 of you that, that I'm looking at our stats that caught the first show, and I know that will grow over time, um, but we talked about the year in review, uh, 2018, on the professional side, and we did, Jordan, we did get a little bit into um, the game, it's the business side of the game itself. Um, what we want to do today is get into what's to come in 2019. Uh, and I'm going to throw this out to, to Gary and Jordan, but uh, last week we looked at the majors in the year that was. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the majors, especially with a little bit of a twist this year with the rescheduling of, of, the, of the majors? Who's, what, what's your thoughts on uh, Augusta, first event of the year, or first major of the year? First major, major of the year, I'm calling Tiger Woods to win at the Masters. It's a bold statement, Mr. Lashoons. It is a bold statement, but look at what he did towards the end of the year. Obviously, he got his win at the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and he was just he was hot towards the end of the year, and I think he's going to continue that into twenty nineteen. What say you, Gary? I think it's going to be one of the newer guys, um, a name probably not toward the top. I don't have any in particular. I uh, just feel that last year there was really an opening of the field while Tiger did make his comeback. Um, we saw a number of new players come up, be competitive week in, week out. Guy, new household names emerging, guys, all of a sudden you're starting to hear Tony Finau's of the world, Kepka's of the world, people mm-hmm. like that. And I think that trend is going to continue. So I think that the, uh, the field itself is, is more open than ever. Um, and although we will get to this at some point, I think the talk actually next year is going to be the rules. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it's going to affect strategy. I think it's going to affect outcomes um and there's certainly going to be a lot of controversy as people debate does this make sense or not but i'm digressing um but i I think that i think we'll see you know in all the majors i think it'll continue the same trend of last year where we have new players new names and you're going to see less dominance of you know one or two or three individuals yeah and and just for for me to jump in here with my pick for augusta um i don't know i just for me of the four majors Augusta's the one that literally that that saying of horses for courses. It's the same venue year in and year out. And 
you know, I got to lean towards Jordan and say, maybe not, maybe not Tiger. I'd love to see Tiger win, but I would definitely say somebody that is a, a standard name, maybe, maybe even a Phil. I mean, that would be kind of exciting. I'm not a Phil fan. I'll put that out there, but uh, he, he grew on me a little bit at the Tiger Phil thing. Um, and, and maybe it sets up for lefties. We've seen that historically. Um, and you get those runs by these older guys, like a Freddie Couples always seems to make a run, and some, you know, Lee Westwood will pop up into the mix. And so I, I think Augusta's well set up for, uh, for some of the older guys. However, uh, to Gary's point, I like a guy like Cameron Champ, too. Mm-hmm. Kid's incredible, hits the ball a ton. Uh, He's charismatic. Uh, he's he's that new breed that we're continuing to see right out of the mold of a Dustin Johnson or a Brooks Koepka, like you were saying. Well, let's go through a couple names that rather than picking who we think. Let's th- reverse it and throw out a couple golfers, and, and let's see what we feel about it. What do you think about Jordan Spieth? He'll reemerge this year. Yep. We think he'll get his stuff back together and, and kind of make a move. You think uh, Augusta's too early for that? I, I don't know. I mean... I don't think so. Plays well. Uh, he, I was gonna say he plays well there. Yeah, everybody knows that he's had his breakdown there too. But he plays well, and it's it's just getting through that one, maybe two holes mm-hmm. on let's say Saturday. That if he can, he can even par and stay away from those bigger numbers. I think he's got the stuff to really hold everybody off. What about Ricky? You know, you, you, the time. When is the time for Ricky? Um, mm-hmm. You know he's one of these guys pushing at the top, and he's been he's been there close. But two things that you guys say you alluded to the older guys who can seem to play for three or four mm-hmm. sometimes at three and a half rounds. Ricky you know, strikes me as that type of guy. He can play really good for a lot of a tournament, but he'll have those one or two holes, or he'll have that one back nine on a Saturday, or a, and he's got to figure out a way to play consistent for all 72 holes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even if it's taking that bogey instead of a double or a triple. And sometimes it's not even about staying away from those bigger numbers, but if they get on a par train and the rest of the yep. field is hitting those birdies and stuff, that mm-hmm. can that can also get kind of into their heads. But they're pros and they know better. They just got to play the course and do their thing. Yeah. It, Augusta is definitely a course that it's a, it's a, it's a momentum thing. And you get on that back nine on on Sunday, and you hear the roars, and that's definitely uh, something I think that plays into it for for a lot of people. Well, I think like any tournament, but especially a major, uh, you know, at some point, when does hey I'm in this? Hey, what happens if I hold? Hey, it could be me. You know, I think that which you mentioned, Brendan, is how. It's the same course every year. It's the only major where it is at the same. So I think that a lot of players grew up watching it. It's the first major. It's beautiful. It's a signal of spring. Um, so that, I think, is really a very prestigious. And to keep those thoughts of, you know, the worst thing a golfer can do is start to forecast a couple holes ahead or start to say in their cells, wait till I tell my friends how great I shot today or I can't believe I'm going to make my best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these guys, while they are pros, that's a different level of pressure and keeping those thoughts out of your head and staying focused. You know, I know we're uh, we're only at the first part of the year and there's a couple more majors to talk about, but I think it's interesting. This kind of just dawned on me that uh, maybe it's just because we live here in the United States, but we've only really talked about American players. 
Right. Justin True. Rose is number one in the world. Play great at the end of the year. Yeah. And there's plenty of other Tommy Fleetwood, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Molinari. Molinari. Yep. Those those are some names that you. How about Dustin? We think he's ever going to make a run at Augusta. Is his game fit for that? Is I don't. His mental, is his I don't know his if he can fit? if he can keep from falling downstairs during his time in Augusta, Georgia, and then maybe. So you're saying balance is the biggest balance is it. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I I'm. I'm not sold on Dustin. I know he's super talented, but uh, he's... It's funny that you say you're not sold on the number one player in the world. Well, Justin's number one right now, It's right? Justin, Justin's yeah. best, but... but Dust, yeah, it's, Dustin, right, it's, right it's, there. Yeah. it seems like there's a new number one in the world uh, every week within the last couple months. It kind of gets back to what I was saying earlier, yeah. is how there's no dominance, no run. There's so many different players coming up. The game has changed over the years. Yeah. It's, it's not... Tiger stuck at the top for season after season. It's guys are giving their best and putting a run for that number one spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we, it's pretty deep. For how sure. about uh, Bubba Watson? We think he's ever coming back. We think he's going to be a continual roller coaster. It, he'll be roller coaster for sure. But again, Augusta, Augusta is one of those things it where twice. it it, mm-hmm. it could definitely be something where he could be in the mix on Sunday for mm-hmm. sure. Do we think Tony Finau will ever get to that next level? I, I, as well as he played at the end of last year. Personally, I think so, but I also think it's gonna, it's gonna take some time, some more maturing and and, um, kind of marinating and and getting used to that stage. He played awesome at the Ryder Cup. He had a lot of brilliant moments this year. Augusta was one of them. Um, but I just I just feel he's a year or two out from from big things. All right, how about another foreign-born player you mentioned? I'm going to go the other direction, Jason Day. You know, yeah, Jason's had some challenges in the last year or two, uh, his mother being sick. And mm-hmm. and on the other side, the positives, you know, having kids, that definitely yep. changes a person's perspective on everything, mm-hmm. uh, definitely on on how they see their career and how they see golf. And in that same notion, Tiger really, I think some of the changes that's happened with him has everything to do with his his kids, wanting wanting his kids to see him, you know, yeah. at the top again. Well, and I think the Tigers' challenge over the last number of years, when he was uh, kind of out of the spotlight for a while, was the personal side of his, uh, not only his physical health getting better, but you know he obviously had other issues, things going on, challenges in his life outside of golf. And, you know, while, you know, a lot of sports, they say, oh, when I'm on the field, that's the best time because I could forget about all those distractions and all. Well, golf is one of those games where you've got a lot of time to think in between shots. Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot of time to think, uh, you don't play one day and for three hours and be done and that's it. And you put your best foot forward. You've yeah. got next night and the next day. And, you know, you always got a, a microphone in front of you asking you questions. So even if you try to block that stuff out, and I think that's the probably the thing you're right besides the kids is getting that mental, I'm comfortable with myself, I'm comfortable with my where I'm at, my legacy, what I can be, what I'm at now. Um, and that's, it's huge. I think it would play one of the biggest parts in his reemergence. You know, Jordan and I, with the episode that's now a lost episode uh, from, <laughs> last, from last week. We, We've already got bootlegs in secret episodes. We do, we do. <laughs> um, maybe one day that'll come out of the, the vault. Uh, but we had mentioned that last week, exactly what you're saying, Gary, about, you know, th- these guys have lives beyond being the professional golfer that we all see on TV. They're, the, the charitable side, the, 
foundations that they run, mm-hmm. building golf courses. I mean, there's a lot the of meet things. Meet and greets yeah. and promotional stuff. And, and that's definitely a factor, I think. And you just look at the Ryder Cup. We had talked about that the first week, Jordan. is. Yep. You know, those guys were beat from after the Tour Championship going the next week right into the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. there. There's a lot of, and we're going to see those changes next year, too, with the schedule. Well, let's let's reflect on that for a little bit. What, what do we think about that? Um, certainly the reasoning seems to be they want to get be done by end of August, mm-hmm. stay away from football on those weekends yeah. uh, in the fall. But what you're going to have is a much more compressed more of a northern golf schedule than anything else uh, where you've only got a few months it's not a year round it's not a six eight month um, season it's a you know three four five month season uh, how do we feel about that we think it's better we think it's too much we think it's how it's going to affect people well I think it's gonna, it's definitely going going to affect them uh, in the aspect where they're what there's a major what every month in a row April, there now. May, June, yeah. July. So yeah. that that's definitely going to be a little different for them having to get those competitive juices flowing. At, at, obviously, they get them flowing every week, but mm-hmm. those major juices flowing at once a month for sure. four months straight. Yeah. Not to mention you threw in... You know the 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 FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship and TPC. It it's a more of a compressed, tight schedule, and I think that's going to be to the benefit of the golfers and for the fans too. Yeah, and you, you kind of look at it two ways. Does that mean that uh, guys that can get hot, you know, stay hot for a month, month and a half, whatever, they don't have to stay hot for a long period of time or stay hot and down period, so to speak, between yep. majors, they can ride that wave is that going to lead to some consecutive major you know winner a person winning consecutive majors or is it going to be more just because it's happening so fast that guys are going to spike you know for that week or for that short period of time it'd be interesting to see how it does affect you get guys like kepka that he rises to the occasion on the big stage um and with the big stage like like we were just saying getting a little bit more compressed I could I could see guys riding that wave for three events, mm-hmm. pulling what Jordan did. Uh, what was it two three years ago and right. went in uh, almost three in a row. Which yep. I, we could see that. I can also see the other side of it though, where let's say like this past year when Reed won the Masters, they they have all these other obligations now, going mm-hmm. to these night shows and all these different things, interviews. Right. That also take up a lot of their time. So are they going to be able to, to keep? That's a quick turnaround, that, right? Though. Yeah, it's from, a very quick turnaround. Adding all of these different things into that schedule, if you do happen to be lucky enough to win, and yeah. you can't avoid that, no. right? Especially the Masters on the first one like that, because it is so high profile. Well, you wonder if it affects guys' scheduling. You know, will they approach yeah. the season differently? Um, you know, maybe to take weeks off here and there more often because. It's a get down, recoup, gear it back up, quickly turn around. Well, be, before we take a break here, I just wanted to real quick get Gary's take since you have played Beth Page, correct? I've played Beth Page Black twice. So the the PGA Championship, of course, this year is at Beth Page Black. And mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on on the golf course and what we've seen in the past with major championships there? How do you think it's going to set up for a PGA? Uh, Beth Page is a bear. Um, I think in the open, it's perfect for an open because it's, um, it's uh, for those who maybe not have been out to Long Island, 
Um, it, it can be very windy. You're basically a piece of land that's, that's stuck out into the middle of the ocean, so you're subject to winds, to climate change, to weather coming in and out. Um, the course is, is also a very scruffy golf course. It's not a very neat, tidy, trim, picture postcard type of course. Uh, it's got fur around the bunkers. It's got carry areas. It's got horrible places you don't want to hit a golf ball into, mm-hmm. um, which for a U.S. Open, that is typically, uh, you know, aligns with their setup of, you know, if you're off, uh, off fairway, you will pay a price for it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the PGA does with it. Um, if they do ask for changes uh, to it or specifications to it, uh, it's a very naturalistic golf course. And that, I yeah. think, will be my most interesting side of it is will they let it stay that way or will they try to prim it up or trim it down a little bit uh, to make it a little neater, if you would. Yeah, we'll, we'll soon see. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a few. All right, welcome back to Love of the Links, and which, by the way, uh, I know in the in the intro and in the opening we had talked about sponsorship, uh, but uh, check us check us out on our uh, on the Anchor podcast. We're on several different other channels, which you can find on on the Anchor. The link will be on our website. Also, check out our new blog, which was launched today. Actually, um, don't have the link right in front of me, but I'll put that in the in the notes when we post. Uh, post this and our website is website is little anybody want to send any questions show ideas if you want to be on the show uh send us an email at nonprofit at little com. i will say it's a very difficult vetting process to be on this show so it is you want to and that's your just be prepared yes we should hire somebody gary like like a like a fred to run the boards and everything we could do that stern fans yeah we could definitely bring up some sound effects and things like that and (laughs) Who's high pitch? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back uh, to the last two majors, the U.S. Open, uh, which will be at the iconic Pebble Beach Golf Links, and followed at the end, the final major of the year, which is now the British Open instead of the PGA, which is in Ireland. At Do they play golf there? They do play golf there. I heard, yes. Ireland is Scotland. I think they play just a little bit of golf over there. So... U.S. Open, Beth Page. What do we think? No, PGA is Beth Page. U.S. Open. Excuse me, U.S. Open, Pebble Beach. It's been a long week here at the Academy (laughs) of America. I'm gonna go Jordan Spieth. Spieth makes his reemergence. Yep. Pebble. Hmm. It's an iconic course. He kind of struggled last year. I think if he's gonna do anything this year, it's gonna be at Pebble Beach. Hmm. Gary. Um, you, know, you you talked about Phil earlier. I think that's actually a, a Phil potential. I'm not predicting him. I think that's probably a little past his point to predict him to win a major, but he's a, being a West Coast guy and mm-hmm. kind of living out there. I could see that kind of being him. I'm going to call for a Justin Rose on that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's more of a shot maker type of course um, with the open, the ocean, and stuff like that. It's not dissimilar to uh, uh, his homeland and the kind of type of course he grew up playing the link style. So. I'm excited to see it back at Pebble, though. That's interesting that you're you're gonna another name that I Rose think that. may do some damage. Could be we talked about him in the first half, Jason Day. Yeah, I I, I kind of feel like he might be able to tackle that course, and I think if there's a major he's gonna win, that could be it. Hmm. Yep. Now here's where I insert 
the name that everybody, the, the, the guy that moves the needle. This is where I think Tiger's going to win. I think Augusta's a little too soon. Um, although he will be, he'll, will be there on Sunday on, uh, on at Augusta at the Masters. I just don't so see him pulling it out. So you say he's going to make the cut at the Masters? He will be near the lead at, uh, on <laughs> Sunday oh, at Augusta. Oh, you think leaderboard of the Masters. Yes, so, yes. so not just playing on Sunday, no. but actually during prime time. But by the TV. time we get to the fourth major, I, I definitely think that he'll his game will be sharp. Uh, not that it's not sharp right now. I mean, think about it. He moved from the 600s in the rankings to inside the top 20 now. Um, that's significant. And, and right now, to me, at this point, you can hear it amongst the players on the tour that his swing and his, his game and how solid he's hitting the ball is as good as it's ever been. So mentally, and winning the tour championship obviously was huge for him, mm-hmm. but it was the last event of the year. Right. So he goes into this offseason, didn't have a good Ryder Cup, looked a little you know, stale at the uh, Tiger Phil thing. Um, I think by... By July of next year, he'll be good and ready for the U.S. Open. Yeah, I think you just. You, yeah, I'm always going to be a Tiger doubter from a couple of years ago on out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him do it, but you know, I'm also when he does it, I will give him the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel last year did a lot of things did build up. Yeah. As the year went on, he built momentum. He slowly grew, and I think that winning that Tour Championship was kind of a culmination. Yes. Of a year. It is difficult then to turn it off and then turn it back on and resume where you were, uh, not just in golf but in a lot of sports. Um, so we'll see. And you know, age is a factor. Uh, a lot of things went right for him last year, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't always happen, especially as you get older. There's things that you, your body just can't do that you'd like it to do. Again, uh, I think scheduling will be huge for him. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, pacing himself, picking his moments. Um, and he's also a circle guy. He will circle a couple of places where he says, this is important to me, and this is important to me. And you're right, Pebble could be one of those that he circles and says, this is, I'm going to gear what I'm doing to peak at that moment. Um, but we'll see how it starts early in the year and see how he's approaching, um, you know, each week. You know, I really think the two themes of next year and actually, with this wraparound season, we keep saying next year. We're already into the 19th season. That doesn't count yet. But, yeah, it still seems weird, that whole wraparound thing. I think there's going to be two themes that we hear over and over again. The rules, which we've decided as a team to revisit that for its own show, and the scheduling. Those yes. are going to be the two things that, that we talk about a lot Absolutely. going into 19. And, and they're going to play a big factor. I think the not to get too much into the rules because I, I agree with you. I think we spent a five podcasts talking about the new rules. Mm-hmm. I think they are going to be geared more towards helping the casual player. Um, and if you want to talk about the growth of the game and where it's going, I think that the rules that they made is a huge. The changes they made to the rules is a huge movement in that direction. Um, I would honestly I would like to see the season if they're going to do this elongated this this, this truncated season. I would like to see the last major almost be the last tournament or the second to last tournament. So you're not a fan of the FedEx Cup? Is that what you're saying? I do like the FedEx Cup, but I also think when there's a major out there, when I think that the majors are done and they're still playing golf, yeah. you know, I, I again, the, the FedEx gets the golf fans. The majors gets 
all Everybody. fans. Yeah. And yeah, it gets the talk point. shows. Good and point. it gets the the the, the sports guys and everybody chat chat chatter. If you've got a major at the perched at the end of the year, it builds and it kind of and it also kind of signals a the year this is ending. This is a finality. Yeah. This is a wrap to what we just seen. Gary, I actually really like that point because I know we already talked about the Masters, but look at the Masters where That's Scott the Van, Scott Van Pelt runs Sports Center from the Masters. Right. Yeah. Like the, obviously, Sports Center's broadcasted every like it. The, those majors bring everybody to golf. And even though there are tournaments before that, that really does, you know, again, in the North, that's the Northern climates, that's the signal to start of spring, that's the one, that's when it gets gets the people to take the golf clubs out of their closet and dust them off and take a trip down to the range or, you know, that's kind of the unofficial start of the season and I would like to see, I think it would make a much more definitive uh, you know, we like things that are complete, that are not open-ended, that don't just mm-hmm. fizzle, that start, have a middle and end. And I think having a major at the end of the season would kind of really put a make give it a real season feel. Yeah, I like those points, and I, I think for us sitting in in this room, and for those listening, we're golfers, we're golf fans, so we don't really take this into account. But you, you look at things like tennis, and if you're not a tennis fan, you'll pay attention to Wimbledon. And the, or the US, US Open. Open. Yep. And, and, or if you're a race fan, you'll pay attention to Indianapolis, Day- Indianapolis or Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. But for golfers, we, we watch pretty much every week. Damn. And the majors for the rest of sports fans are, are mm-hmm. the thing that they pay attention to. Right. Think about this past year, everybody was watching the Tour Championship because Tiger was up there towards the lead, obviously. But after the Ryder Cup, like everything just. Fizzled. You, you yeah. don't hear it anymore until yeah. April, really. Well, and again, there's, there's two things there. One, it's it, there has been a lot of golf in the season, quote-unquote, ends. But then, you know, the American sports fans, football is king. And you know, that was the reason for them moving the majors forward, not competing in September and onward. Plus, you got the end of the baseball season in October. So you, you're batting a lot of eyeballs. And uh, uh, the flip side of it, while the... Masters kind of signals the start of the season, start of spring. You know, you start to get to September, and the kids go back to school, and it's fall, and it's getting colder again. And that's kind of when people shut down their summer, if yeah. you would. So, and I think that's where it falls off, because your golf is kind of out of the mind. They're on to other things. They're right. on to fall. The season is end. The summer is over. So, before we switch gears, and we've only got a few minutes left in, in this segment uh, for today, predictions, open championship. Um... I'm going to go with two different names. I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson. Mm. I know, different, but I, I like the distance that he has, and we all know those courses can kind of even add some more. Um, and then I'm also going to go with Rory. Who? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Does he still play golf? He's He's got to come back at some point. He's got to put his name back towards the top at some point. Yeah. Okay. Well, he looked great at Bay Hill last year. He did, um, yeah, definitely. You know, that was the Rory that everybody's been clamoring for, you know, those nine holes on the on Sunday where he right. just chomped it up and spat it out. Um, I, I agree with you. And, and you talk about Tiger pushing the needle and getting the eyeballs, and Rory's another guy that if he can play hot and get there, I think he's another one that draws the casual fans in as well. So is he one of your picks? No. No, not at all. <laughs> Who do you got? Two picks for you since... 
Jordan took two. I'm going to take two. I'm going for a repeat, Francesco Molinari. Wow. Um, I like that. I, I like the steadiness in which he played his game. He is the t- prototypical grinder. Just get out there. And he's like that on a lot of weeks. And that was the week where it stuck to it. And what you alluded to earlier, he kept the pars, but instead of the guys birdieing and all, he just watched the other guys kind of fall off one by one. My second pick is Zach Johnson. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Another guy that likes to play the uh, he likes style. British. He's, he's, won, he's won one already, and he's a, he's a ball striker. He's, again, a, a very uh, meticulous, smart player, um, position player. And I think, you know, in those conditions, you've got to be able to control your golf ball. Hmm. Well, you guys had some interesting picks, so I'm going to dig deep. Tiger Woods? Pull out. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know what? Tiger will be near the lead. He'll be he'll be there. <laughs> Gary will be somewhere. I'm going to say Tommy Fleetwood. Ooh, I like that. And Ian Poulter. I like them both. Poulter had a fantastic season. It was really yeah. a good comeback year for Ian Poulter. And he's one of those fiery guys, as we all know from a Ryder Cup. But he's when he's playing in front Cup. of his people which is basically all of Europe now, mm-hmm. um, he gets fired up. And He's that an emotional could be, player. Yeah. He rides it well. Yeah. yeah, so I think either one of those guys. Uh, I, I'd love to say that someone from Ireland, uh, mm-hmm. like a Rory, but I just don't see it, Jordan. I'm sorry. I mean, he, he look, he's a guy that peaks for majors for the most part. Um, so he may be there on Sunday, but we're going to see uh, – the shaggy DA there, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, with all his beautiful golden locks of hair, or uh, Ian Poulter. Can we do a podcast just on Rory? <laughs> we could. In it fact, could, let's try could. to get Rory to to call in. Well, we could get Rory to call in, or maybe he wants to sponsor it. Um, but uh, I think he's an interesting, you know, he would be an interesting study in potential, in, you know, rising star, comet-like, and, you know, you still look at the kid. He's not that old. No. He's still in great shape. He doesn't yep. have any sort of injuries. And you really got to wonder, like, where was this world of talent that, you know, was his protege at such a young age? And why hasn't it emerged? But that's for another day. The toughest fairway to hit in golf is that six inches between your ears. You're, you're so wise, Jordan. I know. Well above your ears. You have a fairway in your head? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> you don't? No, I don't have a swimming pool. And a lot of rough on his chin. <laughs> hey, so what do we got left here? I want to go through the last few minutes. We got maybe, what, three minutes? All right, so. Quick wrap. As we move into 2019, obviously the show is called Love of the Links, and it's coming to you from the Little Linksters Association. We're in a transition time right now. Um, as we talked about in the lost episode, uh, the Golf Academy of America, which is more or less been the home office of Little Linksers for the past six years is shutting down. We shut our doors this Friday. Uh, we could talk forever about that, but just to, to basically talk about 2019 with Little Linksters is uh, we're in transition. We're going to be, you're going to be seeing some stuff coming out through, uh, through those of us that follow, follow us through email or social media about some ideas, some thoughts, some projects that we're going to want to work on. Uh, and we're going to share that very, very soon. But we are a nonprofit organization. And look, the bottom line is sometimes people don't understand fully what it is that we do. Uh, but we use golf as a tool to enhance the lives of kids. 
and and from the start it was kids three to eight, but we've expanded that as we move into two thousand nineteen to to really get every single kid from three to eighteen involved in the game, regardless of economics, uh, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of disability. Any any kid that wants to pick up a golf club, we're gonna find a way to make that happen. So. Um, you're going to see some things here pretty pretty soon. Cradle to college, right? Or as you said last week in that lost episode, what? Cradle to grave. <laughs> Which you could, that was a slip. But golf's a lifetime golf is, sport. Golf is a lifetime sport. Really the only lifetime sport. Um, so we're, we're trying to build our base. This is one of the reasons why we decided to start this podcast. And, and again, you're going to hear us talk about from time to time uh, what it is that our organi- organization does. Now... Uh, this episode, we're not going to have one of our Linksters on, but the next show we're going to have in our Linksters Lounge, it's a new name. We called it Linksters Corner in the inaugural show, uh, but this is Linksters Lounge. Our, our guest next show will be Jackson Rhodes, who is six, five or six? Six. Six years old. So that'll be an interesting interview with, with Jackson. You'll get a lot of mm-hmm. one-word answers to questions. I don't or know will about he? that. No? I think... I think he might be able to do pretty good. This kid loves golf more than anybody I know. Cool. More than me? Yeah. Definitely more than me. Way more than you. That's interesting. (laughs) So, any last words, gentlemen, before we sign out? I just want to say I think 2019 is going to be a huge year for Little Linkster as well. We're all sad and disappointed and any other uh, depressing adjective you want to throw in there about Golf Academy of America closing down. Um, I also think what it does is opens up the possibility for Little Linksters to really take off as the attention, the focus. Um, it, it's kind of, I see it as an opportunity to really kind of use the time, use our efforts, our resources to now shift gears and push this. There's a world of potential out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a world of need for this offering. Um, and we do things right. So... Hopefully, if you know some people, some friends, you want to pass the word along, there's a place where young, uh, your kids, your friends' kids can go to learn how to play golf or just hang out with their other friends while they're golfing yeah. and making new friends. And I think with the rule changes, it's going to make golf more fun. Mm-hmm. And we are all about that. And we're all about teaching. But not only that, having fun, getting out, enjoying beautiful golf courses. I'd have to agree. Uh, Gary, thanks for coming on the show with us today. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. And uh, thanks for checking out episode two of Love of the Links Golf Radio. Be sure to share us with your friends, and we will catch you next time on Love of the Links Radio. Peace.